0: Welcome to Being Boss, episode number 29. Get your business together. Get yourself into what you do and see it through. Being boss is hard.
1: Blending work and life is messy. Making a dream job of your own isn't easy.
0: But getting paid for it, becoming known for it, and finding purpose in it is so doable. If you do the work. Being Boss is a podcast for creative entrepreneurs brought to you by Emily Thompson and Kathleen Shannon.
1: Hi, I'm Emily, and I own Indie Shopography, where I help passionate entrepreneurs establish and grow their business online by helping them build brands that attract and websites that sell. I help my clients launch their business so they can do more of what they love and make money doing it.
0: And I'm Kathleen. I'm the co-owner of Braid Creative, where I specialize in branding and business visioning for creative entrepreneurs who want to blend who they are with what they do, narrow in on their core genius, and shape their content so they can position themselves as experts to attract more dream clients. And Being Boss is a podcast where we're talking shop,
1: giving you a peek behind the scenes of what it takes to build a business, interviewing other working
0: creatives, and figuring it out as we go, right there with you check out our archives at lovebeingboss.com. This episode is brought to you by FreshBooks Cloud Accounting. All right, hey guys, it's Kathleen and Emily here today, and we want to talk about the pros and cons of working from home, plus a few tips on how to establish a work-life balance, or at least boundaries, so that you can work from home like a boss. Hey, Emily. Hi, Kathleen. How are you? good
1: how are you good good to see you again <laughs>
0: you're you're not actually that good you're hung over
1: i know i am hung over so last night we had we had a get together with some with some bosses in oklahoma city and i had a very dangerous three glasses of wine and uh woke we'll up really hung over this morning <laughs> It's, not it's fair. a sad
0: day whenever you can't even like metabolize three glasses of wine. I
1: know. I know. I, I, I did. I woke up at 4.30 this morning like with the shakes and the cold sweats, um, thinking about how much of a lightweight I have become, basically. It's great. I don't drink as much anymore, which means I can't drink as much anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the problem with cleaning up, having a clean diet, not drinking <laughs> I... as much. You start to get used to having a clean system.
1: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, but it was so much fun, though. Like drinking the wine was a ton of fun. <laughs> we
0: had a, did we already say this? That we had a Being Boss Oklahoma City meetup mm-hmm. um, while Emily's in town. And yep. yeah, it was so much fun. We probably had about 30 people. Yeah, I think so. Uh, there is a lot of bosses out there. And there so were. if you guys want to have a meetup, a Being Boss meetup in your city, just go to the Facebook group. We have a a doc in a document in the Facebook group, or they call it files, a Facebook file <laughs> um, with everyone's location in there. And so you can add your location and get in touch with other bosses that live in your city. And it can just be super casual. So last night, um, I just sent out a little Facebook post saying, hey, we're going to meet up. At a bar at this time, we'll see you there. I literally thought that it might be me and Emily and my sister having a couple (laughs) of drinks, which would have been fine also. So a meetup doesn't have to be big. It can stay small. But um, one of the things that we always try and tell our bosses on this podcast is to really tap your tribe and cultivate your creative pack. And sometimes it's as simple as saying, hey, let's meet up for a drink and talk shop. Yeah. And that's what it was. Yeah.
1: It was so great, too. Yeah, we talked to so many people and, like, really talked some business stuff, too. Like, talking about how to be more decisive. Um, I had some conversations about um, just like about invoicing and about, like, how to do some of that business side of stuff, um, all while having a couple glasses of wine with some really cool people who totally get what we do and get this idea of, like, being a young, independent entrepreneur trying to Make it in the world, which um, which is cool to like have conversations with people who are in the same boat as you. Um, I loved it; I had a ton of fun.
0: All right, let's get into our podcast topic for today, which is all about working from home. Uh, we've been working from my home for the past couple of days, <laughs> and what really brought this subject up is that Emily. You've been working from a studio for the past few years. Mm-hmm. You shut everything down. You're moving from Florence, Alabama to Chattanooga, Tennessee. Yep. And so between that transition, you decided to take a 40-day road trip, which you're still right. on. You're stopping <laughs> al- here along the way. And, um, and so I guess I didn't even fully realize until we were talking about it recently that you are going to be working from home whenever you get back. And so yeah. I just kind of want to hear your your history or a little bit of your story of working from home and then having a studio and then kind of what has factored into your decision to work from home again.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, um, so I started my business, um, like at my kitchen table, (laughs) like a lot of people do. Um, I had, uh, I even set up a little office space, like the very first office space I ever had was a little office space in my dining room. Um, and then from there we moved to the mountains and I had like a more legit sort of office space downstairs, uh, which was really awesome. I loved like, you know, going to Ikea and buying. All the things that I needed, um, and sort of collecting, collecting things for an office space. Whenever we moved, um, whenever we moved from the mountains of North Carolina back to Florence, Alabama, um, I worked from home for maybe oh, not even six months, maybe like three months. And then we got the opportunity to get office space and uh the place we were living in was really great for living in, but not so or not big enough to live and work in very comfortably so getting an office space was a really great way for me to um For me to separate life and work a little bit because I had been working from home for so many years and working very aggressively from home. I mean, you know, the hustling part of starting up a business, including like 60 hour work weeks and crazy nonsense like that was really good whenever you were working from home. But I needed that separation. I needed to be able to go to work for a little while and, and separate life and work a little bit more than I had been. Um, and we've talked about this a lot the past couple of days, but like cost of living both, you know, in Oklahoma city, but also where, uh, where I was living in Florence is super low. And I was able to get, um, cost of living is low, but also cost of doing business is very low. So um, I was able to get office space very inexpensively um, and was able to just sort of build this really cool creative space, um, especially at my, uh, my last office office space. Cause we did do two different office spaces while we were there. Um, the second one was by far my favorite. Um, and it was really great to sort of expel some creative energy on like a whole space and to be able to give my brand, um, this more like physical home, which was, which was really, really cool. I talk a lot, um, in terms of websites about your website becoming your like storefront online. Um, and for me, like having a real physical storefront for my business was, was really, really awesome for building a brand, both like internally with my team, but also locally and having that, that central, um, studio space that people would drive by and see and be able to come in and visit. Um, so having that separation of life and work um was really, really important for me at that time. But I've also noticed in the past six months I find myself working from
0: home more and more. And so why were you working from home more?
1: Um I wanted life to be easier.
0: <laughs> and so getting dressed and walking those two blocks down to your supermarket. Was close really studio, hard it was for really me hard.
1: <laughs> no, no, but I did find myself I, I found myself being stuck in the in the office space. Um, I had really created a nine to five for myself, um, and and as I was building it, I didn't recognize what I was doing, but I had totally like blocked myself in um, into a nine to five. So my team would come in between nine and five most days of the week, um, and. And I, I had built a job,
0: (laughs) like like, in a bad way, like you kind of felt day job. So see, that's the funny thing about it is that we're always, I think, encouraging people to have routines and boundaries and rules for yourself. Um, And I think that we also encourage people a lot to not work into the evening. But sometimes the nice thing about working for yourself is getting to choose when you want to work anytime.
1: Yes. Yes, that's definitely one of the one of the things that I was missing, in, in having an office space and being there, like being there at nine o'clock every morning and leaving, you know, five six o'clock every evening, is that I had lost the freedom of building a job for yourself. Um, and so I started working from home a lot more. Um, also, because we homeschool Lily, I wanted to be a little more involved in that. Because I was doing a nine to five, um, like I love to cook. <laughs> like one of my favorite things to just do is cook, and because I was I was going to this 9 to 5, and even though there wasn't a long commute, I would come home at 5 or 6 o'clock. And the last thing that I would want to do was cook because I had just worked for 8 hours. um, And sometimes not even taking a lunch break because I'm one of those people that will, like, sit down, just hustle out some work and look up and it's 3 o'clock and I forgot to eat lunch.
0: I've noticed that about you since – Since uh, being together (laughs) in the same space, I'm constantly eating. I am an eater and Emily is not eating. It's like 3 p.m. and I'm like, now, you haven't eaten anything all day. Are you okay?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like I just – I'll eat when I'm like hungry but it does take a while for me to get hungry and sometimes – Sometimes David, you know, would bring me stuff to the studio and just put it in front of me and be like, eat. Um, it's a lot easier for him to do that if I'm working from home. Um, so it was, it was, it was sort of missing home life a little bit. Um, I mean, I have no desire to be like a stay at home mom in like traditional sense. Um, but I was missing a little bit of being a stay-at-home mom, which is one of the whole reasons why I started the business uh, was so that I could be at home with Lily and, you know, homeschooling her was part, you know, so she could be home with us and then I wasn't there at all. So um, so I have. I've done several transitions. Um, I worked from home, got the studio. Now I'm ready to get back from working from home and having getting back to the freedom of, of getting up whenever I want (laughs) and, um, and eating whenever I want and working when I want and, and being really open to when it is that I feel productive, which is something that I know that both you and I talk to our clients a lot, um, about is, you know, not everyone is productive between nine and five every day. Um, Some people are productive really late in the evening or really early in the morning. Um, And I think that's one of the cool things about being a creative entrepreneur is you get the opportunity to really, uh, really make your own rules based on how you like to work and I had like boxed myself out of that freedom (laughs) which is ridiculous so I'm excited to get back to working from home um so that I can enjoy some of those freedoms a lot more um but Braid has done the same thing like you guys worked from home had a studio for about a year I guess like office space for about a year and then moved back home as well
0: yeah I guess it was yeah it felt maybe it felt like two years for me because I was a freelancer for a year working from home. Then Mm -hmm. my sister quit her job at an advertising agency to join up with me. And so together, because I already had a home office, we started working from my house. Um, And it was a little tricky. We actually did some things in my house. Like I had made the smallest room in my house, my office. And we ended up flip-flopping my master bedroom with the office so that we could fit not only myself and Tara, but an employee that we hired into this home office. So we, we took over the biggest bedroom in the house. And that was a big help because what had happened is I was working from my little office. My sister was working from my breakfast nook. And we just felt like really separate. And she always felt like she was coming in on my turf. Which, like, I totally get. So, that's kind of an interesting dynamic whenever you have other people working from home with you. Um, And then we decided to get a studio again so that I could have a little bit of that work life separation. And it really came to a head whenever I got pregnant. And so, we knew that I would be taking a maternity leave and really needed to just, I mean, you get like these hormones, but like the nesting hormones where you're like "my <laughs> space. Anyway, um, so I really got those nesting hormones. And I was like, we need to get the office out of here. So we ended up renting a little studio. And it's funny because um, we couldn't quite find an office space that really worked for us. So we ended up renting an apartment in this really cool historical apartment complex building that probably had about, oh, I would say like, a dozen units in it. And so we rented out a little apartment. And what was really nice about that is that there was still a kitchen there and still a full bathroom there so that we could eat food there and go work out and take a shower at the office and um, to get dressed again. So it was really fun um having our office space and like you it kind of felt like an extension of our brand and it really felt like we were still working from home just kind of a more neutral space that both of us could feel at home at. Um, so then after that, um, we, we were in that office for about a year, and I had the baby, and I took an eight-week maternity leave. And whenever I came back to the office, um, I put Fox in daycare, and I went back to the studio, and it just felt stale. Like, literally, we couldn't open the windows. They were painted shut. Um, the Like, our little water filter jug had like green slime in it. Like things had just gone stagnant because my sister wasn't really working from there while I was on maternity leave. It just, the space started to feel a little dead. And we tried making it work again and injecting. And also our designer had moved from Oklahoma City and she was working remotely from Brooklyn. And so just kind of the lack of life in our studio and because we weren't really using it, um started to make it feel really stale and, and kind of lonely. So at the same time, I was still nursing Fox and breastfeeding, which meant I was eating a ton. I'm already an eater, but while I'm also like the source of food for someone else, I was eating all the time. And so that was a struggle. I felt like every time I went into the office, I had to pack up all of my pumping supplies. I had to pack up enough food to keep me fed all day workout clothes. I mean, I felt like I was packing up my entire house every time I was leaving. And it was just one more thing to coordinate on top of packing a diaper bag for the baby to go to daycare. I just couldn't keep it all straight in my head. And then I ended up buying a house pretty much across the street from my sister. So at that point we were like, okay, it's ridiculous to have an office space. So we decided to work from home. And it's funny because even though we work across Even though we live across the street from each other, we're kind of working from our separate homes now. I think part of it is that my sister got really used to working from home and kind of fell into her groove there. And it takes a while to adjust going from a day job where you're surrounded by people all the time to working by yourself at your house. And so once she had fully made that adjustment, she was like, I like working from home. And she had also recently moved and found a little space in her house that she really loved working from. So that's a big part of working from home is just making sure, I guess working from home or a studio is just making sure that you feel creative and productive in the space that you're working in. Anyway, but it's funny because now after working from home again for a while, I'm starting to, I'm starting to maybe crave a studio space again. And maybe it's more like now I'm kind of imagining It's maybe not just dedicated to Braid Creative, but maybe more of a collaborative co-working space, especially as I expand my partnerships. I mean, Emily, you and I are now boss partners. And so it would have been cool while you were here to maybe have a little dedicated space that we could go to. And especially as the podcast grows, like having even a a quiet room, like a dedicated podcasting room. Um, that might be a little like asking a little much because the nice thing about podcasting is, um, we can put our mics anywhere, but to get the good sound quality. And then also I'm about to partner up with, um, another business partner here. We're launching a new project in Oklahoma city. Uh, so I, I do think it would be kind of nice to have a space or maybe I'm just starting to experience some of the same challenges of working from home that I did at the beginning, which was five years ago. So it feels almost cyclical. All right, I want to pause for a second and talk about our sponsor, FreshBooks. FreshBooks is designed exclusively for small, service-based business owners who bill for their time and expertise so they can get organized and get paid. All right, you guys, if you use FreshBooks for billing, um, you will end up saving two days a month. To focus on the work you love. So basically FreshBooks is a really easy to use tool that will free up so much of your time whenever it comes to billing, invoicing, tracking your expenses. Two days! You can get a lot done in two days. Um, also in our Facebook group, a lot of people have been asking if uh, FreshBooks integrates with some of the apps that they already use. And I'm here to say, yes, you can use FreshBooks with Google Apps, Zendesk, MailChimp, PayPal, Stripe, Formstack, WooFu, Zen Payroll, and more. Keep track of your finances like a boss. Try FreshBooks for free for 30 days. Just go to freshbooks.com beingboss and enter "being boss" in the how did you hear about us section whenever you sign up. All right, back to our episode. So let's go ahead and go into the pros and cons of working from home, um, because this is kind of what we're about to tap into. Emily, I want to hear the biggest pro for you for working from home.
1: Well, after after leaving a studio space where I had rent and utilities and a separate cable bill and like a whole other set of expenses for my business, I would say a huge pro of working from home is lower overhead costs. <laughs> so it's cheaper to work at home, which I think is really huge for a business, um, especially just starting out. I mean, I, I really don't think that anyone should, you know, jump into um, actually make your own decisions. (laughs) It doesn't matter what my opinion is. If you, if you're making the money to do it, I think it's a great thing. Um, but you definitely don't have to jump into having a studio space and, and having that stress of, um, of needing to make extra money. Um, and again, one of the reasons why we were able to have studio space, um, or why I was so willing to jump into it, uh, was because the cost of, of rent for a studio space in Florence was so insanely cheap that it was, um, you know, it was rent was paid for by, um, by like a retainer, um, from a client that we got every month. So it was just like, it was so cheap that it was just sort
0: of it was, paid was that mean? Was I re- your retainer client? <laughs> I was about to say actually,
1: it was paid for by the by the braid retainer every month <laughs> um, because because rent was so cheap, like it was so insanely cheap that it was just easy to sort of write off as like, oh, that's just that one client. Like as long as I keep everything else up, I won't ever have to worry about rent. Um, so so yeah, you can. Um, one of the biggest pros of working from home is definitely the fact that it's much cheaper to do so, and there's a tax write-off, which I don't think enough people know about. Um, if you have dedicated office space, um, then you can write that square footage off in terms of rent um, for, for your business when it comes tax time, which is huge. And so
0: let's say your dedicated office space. I decided to choose the biggest room in my house. So <laughs> Good it job. was something like, yeah, right? So it was close to 20%. So I was able to write off 20% of my mortgage, but you can also then write off 20% of all of your utilities, including landscaping. Um, so not just your phone bill and that sort of thing, but 20% of basically everything in your house you can then write off. So not just the square footage and not just the mortgage, but all of your utilities.
1: Yeah, that's huge um, and really huge for, for a, lot of, a lot of the bosses who are just starting out, you um... Being able to write off a portion of that stuff is is just massive for taxes because taxes for for uh, independent entrepreneurs is is a hassle, but it's good. It pays for like fixed potholes and red lights and policemen to come help you when you when you need it. So <laughs> so it's a good thing. But <laughs> let's not
0: get political. Here. I know. <laughs> um, but I was also going to say that dedicated office space part of it is huge, and so a lot of you might just check with your accountant and the rules in the state that you live in. But my accountant was like, you need a door. Like you have to have a door to your office. And I think that as people are starting to work from home a little bit more, it's becoming maybe a little bit more lenient. But if you like working from your couch, um, that's great. But I would say to create a little nook somewhere, even if you don't have the luxury of dedicating an entire room to an office space, you can really do like half of one bedroom. And if you can basically take a photo of it and say, look, here's my desk here's my work, like my shelf where I keep all my things. Here's my computer on my desk. You can start to write off that square footage.
1: Yeah. And, and you should, you definitely, definitely should do that. Um, another, another sort of pro to that too, whenever we lived in North Carolina and this is definitely a state by state thing, but the County that we lived in while I was working from home, I didn't have to do any like business licensing in the County because it was like, I wasn't a business. And so like that was, that allowed us to, um, to cut those licensing fees because I was able to work from home and that County didn't care. (laughs) So, um, so like place to place has different rules. Find someone in your County who knows what is happening, um, and see what you can write off or, or not have to worry about, um, in terms of setting up business as long as you're working from home.
0: All right. What would you say is the biggest con to working
1: from home? Oh, I th- <laughs> I think the biggest con is also that really cheap overhead. Um, what? Because I think <laughs> there's totally like a flip side to that. I I love it when businesses force themselves into expenses that they then have to work really hard to cover. So if you have rent, you're going to work really hard to make sure your rent is paid. Um and for for me, I think um I think that that giving yourself extra expenses forces you to do more work, to make a bigger impact, to make more money, and there's nothing that will force you to work like needing money. <laughs> for sure. And so so, I do think that uh, that a really big con from for working from home is that you do cut yourself those expenses um, that may keep you from working as hard as you actually probably could work.
0: <laughs> I think there's also this sense of legitimacy whenever it comes to having a studio or office space. I know that for um, Tara and myself, we felt legit being like, "Oh, we're going into the office." And so I think that, um, a big con of working from home is that maybe, um, or maybe it's a pro for getting a studio is that it can help make you feel a little more legit and like you have a real job. Whereas working from home, you can wind up feeling unemployed versus self-employed, especially if you're at the beginning and you don't have a lot of clients.
1: Yeah, I think that legitimate factor is huge. Um, I mean, I, I loved inviting local clients into a space that was mine and being able to sit them down, like at the couches in the front, and go over things. And like, you're not in having to like pick up space. your underwear
0: off the floor before they come over, <laughs>
1: exactly. Or like, or Dirty or you dishes. know, being at a coffee shop when goodness knows who's going to walk in and like interrupt a meeting. Having having that dedicated office space, um, having a really cool studio, like, lended so much to the legitimacy of my brand. Um, but then again, double-edged sword is that sometimes you can look like a bigger deal than maybe you are. And so people will think that they can't afford you because you have a studio space. Um, so yeah, there's so many pros and cons to it. Um, and I just think it's about working or finding something that works for you in the stage in your life and business that you currently are. Um, I've already talked to David, too, about, um, you know, we're going to be working from home for a little while. But I really imagine that in the next year or two, there will probably be another studio space.
0: It really is like cyclical, you know, it feels like I'm going to work is. from home for a couple of years. Now I'm going to work from a studio for a couple of years. I I'm interested in trying out a co-working space next time.
1: Yes, yes. I, I want to do that too. And I'm really excited about some opportunities in Chattanooga to do so. There's a couple of new ones being built. And I'm totally going to get a membership and like and try to work there as much as I can. And hopefully hopefully, that will be a good balance for me. This idea of having um, working from home for a, a lot. But also having a more legitimate co-working space to work at. Maybe that's the balance that I'm looking for. Um, but I am excited to get back to working from home more. But I also know that I really do. Do you love the legitimacy uh, of having your own space, like outside of the home, having, um, having the ability to leave the house? Like, I think a huge con from about working from home is, um, you know, you find that you haven't left the house in a week
0: because you're working from home. I think a lot of the listeners that we have and some of the bosses interacting in the Facebook group can feel a little lonely working from home and feeling a little isolated. And I find that this is also an issue, um, with stay at home moms, even like feeling isolated. And so I think that that's huge, a huge con factor to working from home is just the loneliness factor. Anyway. Um, so one of my big pros from for working from home is well one being able to eat whenever I want because I'm an eater and just being able to that could be a con for some people. I don't know, but I like being able to eat whenever I want. Um but my big one is actually no commute. And so I was joking, giving you a hard time earlier about like what, walking two blocks down the streets like a hard work. But I have found that my schedule is packed so tight that literally getting something done in 15 minutes is huge for me. I can get a lot done in 15 minutes. And so if I'm spending that 15 minutes um, getting dressed so that I can walk to a studio or drive to a studio, I mean, that might end up cutting an hour out of my workday. And as I've been cutting my workday after having a baby anyway, from eight hours to, you know, maybe more like five or six hours, every hour really does count. There is no time for procrastination. And so just kind of trimming the fat, um, not having a commute is a huge pro for me. And just being able to sit down and do the work whenever I want is huge. Um, but my big con is kind of the flip side of that and being able to work whenever I want is I kind of feel like a slob sometimes and not having, not having an excuse or a reason to get dressed that bums me out a little bit. And so I'm trying to make more of an effort to get dressed, even though I'm working from home um, or, you know, maybe going to, it's like Grand Central Station over here. There's planes, (laughs) there's trucks. (laughs) Anyway, maybe this is a con of working from home. No, actually some of my friends that have a studio, they have a studio um, next to a railroad track and they didn't really think about it whenever they... Bought the studio, and now they're like, oh my god, the train is killing us. I mean, they have to straight up just stop their meetings and wait for the train to go by.
1: My, my last studio was, um, was next door to a fire station. (laughs) So, and I think there was a couple of phone calls and podcasts that we've recorded where we just have to sit there for a second while this blaring fire truck drives right in front of my front windows. Um, or I could never schedule a, um, a Wednesday at noon meeting, because that's when they tested the tornado oh, sirens yeah. that were, like, across the street. Um, so, you know, being in, like, a business-centric places in your city will definitely have so much noise that if, that if being quiet or having meetings that you don't want interrupted by blaring noises um, is really important for you work from home. Cause trucks are easier to deal with than fire trucks and tornado sirens. <laughs>
0: but you know, it's funny that you mentioned that too, because I think that might factor into the loneliness, like just having sounds of life around, whether that's a fire truck or a train But um, even like just the smaller sounds um, can help you not feel so lonely because sometimes I'll realize I will go all day without saying anything if I don't have a meeting and I will forget to plug in my iPod and I'll forget to listen to music and it's just silent. And then I realize I've gone all day in just silence. Um, Another con of working from home, and this is the final one that I would have, is just distractions.
1: Yeah. And...
0: Um, I think a big distraction is whenever people see all the housework that needs to be done. Fortunately, I'm not very good at doing housework, so I'm not distracted by a pile of dishes in the sink. Uh <laughs> I'm not distracted by a pile of laundry. Like I'm I'm pretty good at staying focused on my work, but I do get distracted by the same things that would distract me on an office space too, like Facebook or uh Netflix <laughs> or emails. Um, so that's maybe just a whole separate topic is how to stay focused on your work.
1: Yeah, I think I think distractions from working from home is one of the reasons why I got the studio in the first place. Uh, We were living, uh, we had just moved back to Florence. And we were living in like a little interim apartment while we figured out like what our next move was. And it was really small, which means distractions were very close to me. (laughs) And so and so moving out of the studio or moving into a studio was really huge for me then because of distractions. Um, And you know, especially if you have kids, um, or if you have a I've, I've talked to a couple of, uh, couple of creatives who, you know, their husband is also, um, or spouse, I guess, is also a creative, but maybe don't work together. So they're in the same house constantly. So, you know, he'll get up and go to the refrigerator and then you think, oh, well, I'm hungry too. And so like unwarranted distractions, um, I think that um, I think that distractions can be huge when working from home, but there are also distractions when you're working at a studio or an office That's space. True. There are so many times that you know the the fire inspection guy would just show up in the middle of a meeting and because in Florence, he's a little rude, (laughs) but, but he would, he just Uh come like knocking on that door with that, like almighty look on his face. Like, you better come let me in or I'm going to like kick you out or whatever. Um, so I had that happen several times or, you know, people just wondering, you know, what is this cool office space? And, you know, I'm trying to record a podcast or I'm, I'm trying to like meet a deadline and I have just unwarranted people just like, walking into the studio so there's distractions in either place um it's just choosing which ones you want to deal with
0: (laughs) totally true hey bosses
1: i'm gonna take a second to interrupt this episode to tell you that if you're liking being boss and you're ready to level up your game we've got something just for you Check out the Being Boss Bundle, it's Kathleen's DIY Coaching for Creatives, and my Get Your Shit Together series, bundled together at one low price just for you bosses. You can find that at lovebeingboss.com slash bundle. Okay, back to the episode.
0: All right, let's talk about just a few tips for working from home and some ways that you can make working from home work for you. Yeah, oh. I like that. Sounds like I wrote that out. I didn't. I just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kathleen's just
1: been uh, practicing her radio voice. <laughs> it's what's been happening. Um. <laughs> so yeah, tips from working from home. Um, I'm really excited to get back to working from home. Um, and mostly I'm I'm ready to get back to having um, of setting my own like office hours apart from the 9 to 5 and um and creating a more like wild schedule like maybe on Mondays I will work a 9 to 5 to like do all the Monday things but then maybe I take half a day off on Tuesday and then work on the in the mornings on Wednesday or whatever um but it is about establishing office hours it's about giving yourself giving yourself times when you're expecting yourself to be productive um because otherwise you're not going to be productive.
0: <laughs> one of the things that I love, um, whenever we interviewed Danielle Krissa, the Jealous Curator, one of the ways that she organized her work week was giving, because she works on a lot of different projects. She has her blog, she's writing a book, she now has a podcast, and giving one day, like dedicating an entire day to writing, an entire day to podcasting, an entire day to making art. So I think that's an interesting way of establishing kind of your workflow. Um, what about, I'm curious, like what's a tip for, because you do homeschool Lily, so you're kind of like a work from home mom, you and David both are super hands on with that. So what, how do you get work done whenever you do have family and maybe even that as a distraction, whenever you have your kid and husband or spouse around?
1: It's definitely about having dedicated workspaces, and we did this in the studio, and we're going to be doing this in like at home too. Um, Like you know, Lily will have her like homeschool corner where she just sort of where she has her stuff, and it just explodes everywhere. But (laughs) but she'll have her designated messy area, Um, and then you know David having his space and me having my space, and that's that's one of the things. Whenever we get to Chattanooga and we're finding a place to live, that will be at the forefront of choosing where we live and like, can we have three designated workspaces or at least two because Lily is going to need her own. Um, But even, even, you know, prior to having the studio, having my own designated workspace has always been really important for my productivity. Um, And even if it's like a corner with a desk, but you still take the laptop to the couch, like being able to keep all your business things in one centralized location is so important for creating, even if it's a fuzzy boundary between your life and work, you know, you don't want to, don't want to end up taking all of your, all of your paperwork to bed and it just staying there for a month. You need to be able to have a dedicated workspace um, and make it functional for you. I think that, you know, going and buying a new desk, does amazing things for productivity. <laughs> and um and styling it up in a way that inspires you creatively is super important. You know, hang things. Um, hang pretty things. Yeah. And uh, get some good pins and keep those pins well stocked, especially if you have a homeschooling <sighs> child who likes to steal them.
0: I think also along with that is maybe having a um, dedicated family space too, and not even just physical, even though that's a huge part of it. I wanted to jump in and say that whenever we did our interview with Shaleen Johnson, she was teaching us a new way of goal setting, and uh, what she did was have us list out all of kind of the different areas of our life, like career, family, hobbies, environment, and then and rank them from one to ten. And you can find a worksheet at our website at www.lovebeingboss.com on that worksheet. We send out worksheets. We're, we're working on maybe doing one for every episode or at least every other episode. So be sure to sign up for those at lovebeingboss.com. But anyway, whenever I did that push goal worksheet, um, my environment ranked the lowest. And I was so surprised by that. So literally the next day I invested in my office space has actually become my breakfast nook. And I thought it was going to be, because I have a dedicated office space um, in my guest bedroom, like half of it is the guest room, which is where you're staying right now, Emily. And then (laughs) half of it is uh, my office and I just don't work from there. I found myself working in my breakfast nook. And so I actually spent some money in hanging nice curtains and getting a new table and getting a rug in there and some cool seating situation. So anyway, I think it's huge to invest in your space um, and make it a place that you want to be creative in. That's huge. Um, Anyway, but I was going to say is um, having space, like dedicated time for work and family, especially if you guys are all together. And I feel like you're really good about that, Emily. Um, You've taught Lily... And David, I mean, David's really helpful, too, in being respectful of your space. You're like, hey, I'm recording a podcast. I need you guys to you know be quiet and stay stay in this area for 45 minutes or an hour. Um, but then also, I've, I've seen you make really good, dedicated time to help Lily with her homework. And you're not checking your email or phone at the same time. Like You're dedicating that time to working with her. And so I think that's huge, too
1: it is huge um and it's it, that is something that i talk to a lot of creatives about is is dividing time in a way that is effective and and putting aside time like that for each individual task is huge and is something you have to practice at like, we've been homeschooling Lily for a little over a year now, and it didn't just start out that way. <laughs> like, I was sitting there, I'd be sitting there, like, wanting to check my phone while doing things. Um, but, but because we've been practicing it for a year, it's it's really easy for me to just sort of disconnect from things, sit down, do whatever we need to do, and then move on to the next task. And, and that's not even a working from home tip. That's a life tip. Like, if you can if you can learn to, like, segment your time in a way – um, that, so that you can get all the things done, whether you're working from a studio or from home, you can be super productive either way. Um, and you can get lots of things done that way. That's also another tip from, you know, the Chalene episode was that, you know, your brain can only do one thing at a time. And so, you know, if you are sitting in the living room trying to watch TV and on the laptop and you have kids running around, you're not going to be doing any of those things well. (laughs) Yeah. And you're (laughs) going to feel
0: scattered and spread thin and pulled in a lot of directions.
1: Yeah. And, and that's when you start feeling ineffective in your workspace, whether it's at home or in a studio. Um, and so, I guess in choosing, it's really about, you know, where is it that you can limit distractions the most um, and and really find a really productive, inspiring place to work because creatives, uh, creatives need to be inspired with where they're at. Um, and so, you, you know, you putting a little money into your breakfast nook and I love your breakfast Aww. nook, by the way, Aww. money well spent Thank you. <laughs> is, um, is really huge. Like that's, that's where, you know, I could talk for weeks about investing and like, why you should be putting you know bits of money into things that feel as silly as like hanging curtains in your breakfast nook um but the impact that that makes on your productivity in general just happiness and well-being makes it money so much more well-spent than you like hiding it away for you know rainy day things go buy some pretty curtains it'll make you feel better
0: <laughs> totally um, all right. So what about you? What are some tips that you have for
1: working from home? Well,
0: and these are some that I was trying to remember back when I first started freelancing, I was writing a lot about working from home and what that's like and, uh, kind of establishing and figuring out stuff for myself. And I've gotten really lazy about some of these things. So in preparation for this podcast, I was revisiting some of those and I was like, ah, oh, I need to pick some of these tips back up. I need to take my own advice essentially. But a big one is walking to work, which sounds really silly um, because if you work from home, that walk is not far. But getting outside and taking maybe even just a 20 or 30 minute walk is so good for just, and I like to do it first thing in the morning. That's why I call it walking to work. Um, so after I've had my breakfast, just going for a walk around the block, maybe taking 20 or 30 minutes to clear my head. And I find that I can generate ideas and really set an intention for the day whenever I'm moving, whenever I'm walking, I'm getting some nature, some fresh air, I'm breathing. It's just a really good way to start the day. And I think it's also a good way to end the day. Um, So creating transitional habits or routines that help you transition from your home life into your work life and vice versa is huge. So if you have a dedicated office space, you can close the door, but if you don't have that, what kind of ritual do you do to stop or start your work day? So it could be walking to work or walking home from work. So going for that walk, it could also be something as simple as um, lighting a candle. Like whenever you're working, the candle is lit, and whenever you're not working, the candle is out. And that might be even a good if you work with family at home. A good way to kind of let them know, hey, I'm working now. So think about ideas. Um, I want to encourage our listeners to think about ideas for ways that they can establish routines that help them transition in and out of their work day, especially when they're working from home. All right. Another one is get dressed, which is hilarious because literally like right now we're both in, well, I'm I'm at least in my pajamas, like tank top, no bra. (laughs) Like I'm barely dressed, no makeup, nothing. So that's a huge one is getting dressed. And I like to have, it's, it's really hard for me to get dressed with nowhere to go. So another big tip on working from home is to have a third place. So your third place is a place like a coffee shop or a library, a place that you can go and kind of feel like you're home away from home. And so mine here in Oklahoma City is Elemental Coffee. I love working from there, and I took you to lunch there yesterday. And um, it's really good because I just feel like I see so many other creatives working from there. It almost feels like a co-working space. Um, so I like working from there and getting dressed to go work there, um, is really great. And, um, yeah, working from a coffee shop, you know, just a couple of times a week is huge. And that's another thing is whenever it comes to having meetings and working from home, it can be a little awkward inviting your client into your house. Um, so I like to meet my clients if they're local at a coffee shop. Um, I also like whenever I'm skyping to have a pretty background for skyping. So, I, so it's not just uh, creating a nice space for um, myself, but for my clients who have to see my space too. Um, and then finally, I just want to mention that just because you're home does not mean that it is your job to keep the house clean. So, for me, a big tip whenever it comes to working from home is to hire a housekeeper. Someone to come in just once a week and clean the place. That can be a good time to go to a coffee shop. And um, for me, that it, it costs about an hour's worth of work to have a house cleaner come in every week. And I'm not very good at cleaning my house, so paying paying someone who's really good at it to do it is huge. And then and then that's another thing is uh, just because you're home does not mean that you have to be a work from home mom if you or or dad. Um, if you have kids, you can send them to daycare. So that's been huge for me is sending my baby to daycare, even though I work from home because there's no way I could get anything done with him around. So yeah, those are like my big tips for working from home. Do you have anything else to add to that?
1: No, I just I really wanted to second um second the the house cleaner and this is one that I have talked to multiple of like my mastermind groups or or coaching clients or whatever. This is always a topic that comes up. And so I just have to like take a moment to say amen basically because because that is such a huge thing. Whenever you are a creative entrepreneur and you're trying to build something and, you know, having your environment be something that feeds you, it's not going to feed you if it's dirty. Unless you're just a person who thrives on, like, chaos, and there are people who are like that. I'm not one of those. And whenever whenever David and I decided to, you know, take the grown-up plunge and, and get someone to clean our house so many things in our lives shifted, um, because we didn't have to worry about, you know, some of those, those basic things that needed to be done. Um, and not only that, something else I want to throw in there, because I know this is something that a lot of people, um, a lot of people struggle with is by you, you know, paying someone to, to clean your house for you once a week, you are, um, you're, you're providing for someone else in a really, in a really, awesome way that it's, it's like having an employee, but you're, you're doing it for someone who, um, who, who likes to, to help people like live cleaner lives.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about this for a minute because I felt really awkward hiring someone else to clean my house. Like it just felt like, uh, like, you know, that show on, um, is it the discovery channel is like the world's dirtiest jobs. And it's like, is this a dirty job? Like it, and how ethical is it? And so one thing that I found whenever it comes to hiring a house cleaner is to not go with a company, to go with an individual, um, because companies oftentimes are not paying their house cleaners a fair rate or a fair wage. Um, they might be paying them, you know, minimum wage to clean your house. Whereas the house cleaner that comes and cleans my house, she's making, uh, like almost as much as I do hourly. And so, and, and she, yeah, like it's hard as a creative entrepreneur and you're creative for a living. So maybe you're taking photographs or you're designing websites or you're a coach or a consultant or you're a nutritionist. And it feels funny to think that, um, you just, you just might feel awkward that someone else is cleaning your house, especially if you like, I'm like, I come from a very like middle-class family. My parents never had house cleaners. And so it just felt kind of against Um, the way that I grew up, like I should be able to clean my own house. Oh, I know. It's, it's super, so my mom
1: cleaned houses when I was a kid, like, and I remember going and helping her when I was a kid. So whenever it came to me deciding to, to do one, it was one of those things too, like, I should be doing this. Um, but you know, yeah, like you are, if you're a coach or an artist or whatever, there are people out there who really just love cleaning houses. And And the
0: same thing with daycare. Like, I think that there's a lot of guilt around daycare and, um, I've written extensively about this. We'll include my daycare posts that I've written in the show notes for moms or dads that are struggling with, um, wanting to be stay at home or feeling guilty about not staying at home and sending their kids to daycare or mother's day out. Um, that has been huge, huge in my business. I, 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 I think that a lot of the creatives that I work with feel like they can't afford daycare and you should get to a point in your business where you can't afford not to have daycare or not to have a house cleaner and by hiring those people to do those things or even to mow your lawn, you're saving money by giving yourself more time to do what you're best at, which is probably not mowing your lawn or cleaning your house um, or maybe even taking care of your kid. Like, I'm not the best at it, so <laughs> I send him to the daycare. No guilt.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's huge. And and all of those things um, really lend to, lend to working, working from home. You have to... You have to create a harmony in your home. Unlike anything you would ever expect, if you want to work from home effectively, um, you know if your home life is crazy because your dishes are never done, or your laundry is never done, or your your grass is growing past your knees, or you know you have a nasty like bathtub, <laughs> like whatever that is, um, you're not going to feel inspired to to get any Ooh, work
0: done. And that's if, a pro um, of working from home is baths in the middle of the day. <laughs> That is, like, a simple luxury. Sorry, I forgot about that. But, like, sometimes I love just taking a bubble bath in the middle of the day.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Kathleen's Kathleen's pros are eating and baths.
0: (laughs) Eating and bathing.
1: You're never going to get a studio again. You're not going to leave those two things. (laughs) I know. I know. And so no i think um i think I think working from home is not something that you should ever you know feel less legitimate about. Um, you know, Kathleen and I are both great examples of two bosses who have who have done the studio thing and have found ourselves going back to working from home because there is um I don't know. This is like this is like the natural working place. I think of independent entrepreneurs, especially in creative fields. Um, but there can also be really great things that come from you know leaving the house and having studio space. It's just about finding what works for you and making it work for you, um, whichever one you decide. Um, and if you are working from home, having that dedicated dedicated space and time, and creating those boundaries. I mean. <laughs> like put tape on the floor around your desk if you need to and tell your kids don't to come past it or maybe a uh, if rug like
0: real boundaries maybe don't be t- putting tape down but maybe a rug and it's like a don't rug step on this good. rug
1: <laughs> yeah if you come to my house i'm going to i'll like tape out your path to places too it's going to be great um no. So having a dedicated office space and time is huge. Um, and working from home doesn't have to make you feel less legitimate at all. If, um, if anything, it I feel like it almost makes you more legitimate, like human <laughs> to be able yeah. to live and work in the same space. Um, and, and, you know, taking, taking down the rules that come from, you know, past jobs and needing to go to work and needing to have, you know, traffic filled commutes that take you hours, um, because you are choosing entrepreneurship, um, starting your own creative or not creative business. Um, you can break all the rules and remake them in accordance to what you want and need to do what you need to do.
0: All right, you guys, we have a work from home cheat sheet available at lovebeingboss.com. Um, but be sure to let us know in the Being Boss Facebook group if you have any other tips for working from home, or pros or cons that you would like to discuss. We would love to hear your input there.
1: And if you guys like Being Boss, be sure to sign up for our newsletter at lovebeingboss.com, where you'll get episode worksheets, secret content, and other goodies delivered straight to your inbox every week. Do the work. Be boss, and we'll see you next week. So I'm doing, um, I'm sorry. Somebody was coughing. Who's coughing? Oh, it's someone out that window
0: that uh, scared me I yeah was... see you're always making fun of me whenever we're recording the podcast and i'm like oh, someone's yeah, breaking in and there's someone see? right there <laughs> <laughs> so that's my neighbor moose probably coughing <laughs> by the window <laughs>